You are listening to episode 16 of the Japan Games Cast. On this week's show, Sega's Judgment series looks to be ending early, Super MIDI Pack brings chiptune to the masses, and Taiko no Tatsujin gets a stick upgrade. All this and more coming up. Welcome to Japan Gamescast, the Japanese gaming news podcast recorded in Tokyo, Japan. I'm your host, Julian, aka Kanten Gamer, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> How's it going, man? You uh I know you've been a bit heavy on the Zelda the last couple of days. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm on the got... second temple right now, so uh making my way through. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, just uh, oh, we we had like a bit of a battle right on on stream the other night. Um, I did the oh, first. Yeah. <laughs> you started about half an hour early though, um, so I I think did I catch you up? I'm not too sure. Yeah, just you about. you caught me by the end. I think <laughs> I was just like running around in circles, looking at like textures and stuff, like a, oh. like a nerd <laughs> doing your uh, digital foundry <laughs> inspection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's pretty good right so far. Um, so. Um, very happy how it's turned out. I don't think we need to get too much into it because we've talked about it quite a lot in the last two episodes. Um, yeah, we've got yeah, like a little it's... mini, actually it's not really a mini story, it's pretty huge news, but it's not specifically like Japan related, but kind of want to just talk about it before we get into the main news. Um, so, uh, obviously what I'm referring to is the, the reveal, uh, this week of the Steam Deck, which is the new Steam console, um, which I don't think anyone saw coming um and it just seems incredibly well timed after you know like the disappointment of the oled switch all these switch rumors and this is basically like essentially like what a switch pro would be right this is like beefy like <laughs> handheld yeah yeah i mean it it looks like a it looks like a serious competitor to the switch um i mean like i can imagine having one of these things it would be hard to go back to the switch right I, mean, I, I I think so, yeah. Um, I mean, this, it looks cool. There's a lot of things that don't look so appealing about it. Um, maybe I'll start with the negatives. Um, I'd just say the size, generally, just looks fucking huge, man. And I don't know yeah, how, like, true. how heavy it is, but I think it's probably going to be a, at least twice as heavy, maybe even like two and a half to three times as heavy as the Switch. It just looks huge, man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean... They they might have released like what the what the weight is, but I haven't compared it to the switch. Oh, I um, didn't actually. Yeah, I didn't actually uh, check the uh, the actual specs. To be honest, <laughs> um, it's, apparently it's like almost as strong as like a Xbox Series S. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so it's like quite powerful. Okay, six hundred and sixty nine uh, grams, um, which is just about twice the switch. Oh, okay. Wow. So it is significantly yeah. heavier I think, than... I think Switch is just under 400 grams. And then the Switch Lite is around 330 or something like that, or 320. So, oh, okay. Wow. So it's a, it's a yeah. big boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at the guy it's holding a... it here, man. It's just a fucking monster, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I might feel a little embarrassed to play that thing in public. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a massive fucking... Game Mainly what has me excited is just the possibility of emulation, right? <laughs> you know, you could yeah. load up some Dolphin Emu on here, uh, Simu, you know, for the Wii U. Um, oh, yeah. Just, you just know, any, I haven't anything, e- right? I haven't even thought about that, but like that is pretty crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like you think of those small emulation handhelds, they only go up to like, you know, like N64 or Game Boy mm. Advance or something. 
Um, but this will be like, it'll be taking over the next generation of like 3D games, you know? Yeah, uh, so exactly. That's, that's wild. Yeah, um, so I, mean, I think you just kind of said, but like they said it's really roughly like half the power of the Xbox, right? Um, but yeah. when you think about what that means, it means it's still more powerful than the Xbox One, which is like a pretty meaty like box. I mean, it's like seven years old, but it's... <laughs> it, I think that was like... I forgot the stats. It was like 0.9 teraflops or something like that. And then like mm. Xbox One... Xbox Series S is like two teraflops. Um, oh no, sorry, four teraflops. And apparently this thing is two teraflops. So it's still like twice as powerful as like a previous gen console, um, which is it's kind of nuts, right? It's just having a... Yeah. I don't, know, I don't want to call it handheld because it's fucking huge, but I guess technically it is handheld. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, it's an interesting device. And um, I imagine if this is popular, which I'm, I'm sure it will be, uh, it'll get refreshed eventually and made like smaller and lighter. Yeah, um, yeah, of you know. course. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll get some tweaks. It, it'll be cool, like having the whole Steam library available on a portable device, you know. Because mm. uh, like, I mean, it's just like, so it's such a vast library of like different type of games. I think so, yeah. And I guess kind of just like uh, as a final point to kind of link it to what generally this podcast is about, right? Like Japanese games. Um you know, handhelds are huge in Japan. So I'm wondering how the Japanese market would react to this kind of thing. Because PC gaming is pretty big in Japan as well. Um, but also like mobile and handheld gaming, right? So this seems like a dream come true maybe for a lot of Japanese gamers. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I think it should go over better than something like Xbox. I think I mean, so, yeah, yeah. People are also using Steam in Japan already, right? So there's already yeah, it's, like... it's it's the most... I think it's just the most popular PC platform in every country. Um, but yeah, definitely in Steam. And I think we talked about last week, um, you know, Monster Hunter's uh, Stories 2. Um, with the, That had got yeah. a Steam Steam release as well as a Switch release. But I'd imagine most people, uh, most Japanese fans, they probably want to play the PC version, but they probably bought the Switch because it's more convenient, right? They can play it on the train to work. But if there was a Steam machine that plays the best version of the game, <laughs> yeah. I could imagine a lot of people opting for that instead, right? So I, I probably won't buy one. I don't know. Like, I might do like yeah, if yeah. I see loads of like cool like emulation videos online, probably I'll just get tempted and pick one up. But yeah. I might wait. I might wait till like generation two. Um, I mean, I, I've got a laptop and it's got like a pretty big screen on it, and it, it's really yeah, powerful. Yeah. It's, it's like I'll, I'll just keep the laptop, but. But yeah, it's still cool, you know. True, true, yeah. Um, but all right, well, uh, let's move on to um, our first uh, big story of the week. Yeah, so we're talking about the series Judgment, which is um, directed by Toshihiro Nagoshi, who's the man behind the Yakuza series. Um, the man literally looks like a Yakuza member himself. <laughs> Scary looking <laughs> dude. Um, but the, the star of this story is the star of the game of uh, Judgment and also the sequel Lost Judgment, uh, Takuya Kimura. So... Um, I don't know much about the background of this guy, um, so I thought maybe first we could just take a look at his, uh, his Wikipedia page here. Um, I know he's like one of the biggest male like actors, celebrities in Japan. Um, you see him in a lot of, a lot of um, uh, adverts and stuff. Um, but I think his most famous role uh, is this one here, Long Vacation, which Long I've never vacation. seen, but 1996 is quite old. Uh, but he's a singer, he's an actor, he's a, just a general talent. So uh, a very popular guy in uh, in Japan. 
Um, but apparently, um, the series is going to be coming to an end because there's been a dispute between um, the game's creators, Sega generally as a company, um, but also like the higher-ups at Sega, and uh, the agency which this guy belongs to, which is called Johnny's. Um, have you ever heard of Johnny's before? I know the band Johnny's, right? <laughs> is there a band? Uh, there's a Japanese band, right? Yeah, um, I don't think it's connected. It might be. Uh, I don't actually know the connection there. But Johnny's is actually just the name of the agency that um, uh, Kimura-san works for, or is hired, you know, he's kind of contracted through. And it's the oh, biggest yeah. talent agency in Japan. Um, uh, and the thing that makes them unique is they specifically have male talent, so they don't have any females. Oh, so that's um, why they're they're Johnny's, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> basically, yeah, it, it the story itself is it's not super interesting. But I thought what was kind of interesting is like some of the reasoning that people thought maybe might you know it might be kind of um, what might have caused this dispute, you know? Because um, apparently the company itself it, it's very old. It's one of the oldest talent agencies in Japan as well. Uh, but apparently they're very behind the times. And, um, you know, they've been criticized by a lot of people. They, they've been kind of very reluctant to change. Apparently they only opened a, a YouTube channel in 2018, um, which, you know, is like as like a talent agency for like, you know, young, like attractive men who would be like, who have like fun personalities. You'd think that they would move to YouTube quite quickly, right? And mm-hmm. doing all this kind of stuff. But apparently they've been very like um, dismissive of like SNS. Which is kind of weird in Japan as well, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, sounds odd. But um, yeah, but apparently, because um, this game released on PS4, right, originally, and it's getting a PS5 um, kind of patch or re- reissue. Um, but they're very against uh, the PC version. Um, and there's some speculation that because on the PC, it's easier to like access the game's assets. You know, like this always happens when like, People make mods for games or they, they dump all the uh, skins and the, the textures and stuff. So apparently they're kind of worried that people might like dump like the character models of Kimura-san and then like use them in like kind of less savory, you know, situations. Oh man, <laughs> they, they don't want someone to make some like some uh, digital, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Some questionable, know, uh, some questionable they're, videos. They're gonna make a digital copy of him and and use that for. for yeah, I mean that, that seems to be the the case. Um, but it also like it kind of highlights the kind of crazy like the kind of the control that these agencies have over their talents. You know, um, even as someone as big as this guy, because um, he he hasn't been able to like speak out about it because like the agency said no. So even if he doesn't agree with the the problem, um, then he has no choice. Um, mm. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting because you know, you know, it affects it affects entertainment as a whole. But um, just generally, this this series has been quite well received, um, and I know a lot of people are looking forward to the sequel. So it's kind of a shame that you know such a kind of a stupid issue is basically going to just going to yeah. end end a series that potentially has a lot of um, has a lot of potential for Sega and then they're also going to lose that revenue because of it so yeah kind of a shame I think <laughs> yeah and I guess I guess he was like the main character then right yeah he so in the been... game uh I mean I, I know you haven't played the game but you've seen the, the cover right and it's this guy on the on the right here on the screen 
he plays a Yagumi, I think his name is. Oh, and at the start, yeah, he's like a lawyer, but he's like an ex-gang member. And uh, But, you know, like in the game, he's got like the leather jacket and his hair's all down and it's like kind of messy. But he, he, here he's looking all like proper. Um, so yeah, you can see him in I the mean, game here. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the model is like exactly his face. So it looks it looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, but, that's a shame. It's a shame they couldn't work something out with them. Uh, but uh, I mean... It's also a shame that they they couldn't like move on with like a different actor or something with the series. Yeah, that's curious, um, isn't it? Yeah, but that also goes to show like how popular this guy is. Because um, I think they know that if they change the actor, then a lot of Japanese people will just lose like favor with the franchise. They just be like, ah, oh, no, it's not the same. Or, you know, just like yeah. you know, we love Kamura-san, so like, we we only want to play it if he's in the game. Yeah, it's just yeah, basically the, the 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 headline here is that this series is ending, you know. But it's kind of weird that the sequel didn't even come out yet. So like, it will come out. Uh, you know, the the next game is not cancelled, but they've already just had to announce it. Like, you know, once it comes out, that's the last game. There will be no more. But I think there oh, were man. plans to kind of keep it running. You know, kind of like Yakuza yeah. series and keep it going. Because I heard this was going to be like the new beat 'em up, and then Yakuza mm-hmm. is going to be like a. Uh, uh, a turn-based game, right? Yeah, um, yeah, moving like more to that kind of like action RPG style kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so. I wonder if this means that Yakuza is going to go back to being uh, like a beat-em-up again. Yeah, the, it's... You know, uh... if, if this isn't going to be there to to uh, carry the torch. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's, a, that's, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, it's hard to say for certain, but... Um, quite a shame that you know it's been announced that like it's not going to be carrying on right that's just series has yeah. like ended already it's kind of um kind of a bit yeah it's a <laughs> bit of a bummer some some, some sad news yeah but, yeah uh, but anyhow i guess uh we can move move on to some good news here yeah let's do uh, it this uh, <laughs> this next story has me quite pumped but i'll let you take it away right yeah, yeah so uh so there is something being released called the super midi pack and the Super MIDI Pack, it's basically a cartridge for the Super Nintendo that lets you connect a MIDI controller, uh, which is like a musical keyboard, right? Mm. And uh, so you can play with the the sounds on the Super Nintendo just like directly from a keyboard. Whereas yeah, previously yeah. you had to like program stuff in, I think. Um, but now you can just play the Super Nintendo like like it's an instrument. Which yeah, is, so which is I, wild. I don't know right. the exact details because I never tried it, but from what I understand is like this chip on the chip inside the console, you'd have to like program like a sequence, like like you know the melody that you want it to play, and then you upload it into like the the RAM memory of the console, and it would like play it back. But the, and then and then you just record it off the console. If anyone out here is like a chip tune expert and I'm getting this wrong, then please correct me because I'd like to know exactly how it works. But I believe that's how it works. So it, it, it was very long-winded, right? You'd have to program the MIDI sequence, upload it to the console, and then when it plays back, you'd have to somehow record the audio output. But yeah, like you say, this thing now, it's like a cartridge that so just goes in the top, has a cable coming out, which goes into like the MIDI socket on your keyboard. And then it just like works. Like you just press the key and it just samples it like straight away. Yeah, Super like cool. it, if you want to check out some of the video, like we can hear some samples of it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, this is the overall video here, uh, which I think is 
I guess like this is the video he uploaded to like Kickstarter or something, or maybe it's just like the trailer. Um, but you can hear some of the sounds just sound awesome. Yeah, and, and something that should be noted is he said uh, he's only planning on making one batch of these, mm. and he's going to judge the size of of, uh, of the batch by how many pre-orders there are. Yeah, yeah. So if you're interested in this kind of thing, you should definitely pre-order, because he's going to get the pre-orders, make one batch, and he said he thinks that's going to be it. Yeah, It'll just yes. be like a one and done. Kind it of will thing. be a limited run, yeah. So uh, I think yeah, he says it at the end of this trailer here, but it's really. It's such a cool idea. I absolutely love it. And I'm I'm really tempted to order one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of ordering one as well, just because, like, I've always wanted to play the, the console like it's an instrument, mm. you know? And I was just thinking, like, what if we got a bunch of these and we just made a band yeah, of, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> super, of Super Nintendos, you know? Yeah, it'd be so good. Because, you know, you can buy, like, um, MIDI converters for guitars, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, just to anyone listening that doesn't know, like me and Ryan are both guitarists, so just that make, that gives this story more context. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, we could, you know, plug the guitar into the MIDI converter and then plug the converter into this, and then when you just yeah, play on the yeah. guitar, it will come out as like is it like Zelda tune or like yeah, the, the so, possibilities are endless. I man. mean, it's like it's like a dream come true. I mean, I, mm. I was even thinking of like if there was be a way to like build the Super Nintendo into like a MIDI guitar mm. so that like you could see the console like inside the instrument. That would be badass. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that yeah, would absolutely so. be feasible. So like, yeah, you imagine like, you know, average guitar body is quite big, right? Um, the, the, and then the console, like a SNES console is like this, but the chip inside the SNES is actually quite small. There's a lot of empty space yeah. in the shell. And, you know, there's a lot of room taken up by the cartridge and like the spring mechanism and all that kind of stuff. So if you stripped it down to just the circuit board, I'm almost certain you could, you could fit that into a guitar, yeah. <laughs> fit it in a guitar and then you'd have a guitar that sounds like a, a Super Nintendo. Oh my God, that's such a good idea. <laughs> well, 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 not just not just sounds like it, but like it would actually be a Super Nintendo. Oh, literally, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of a band called Mega Driver. Um, is this this is the Sega? Uh, I haven't heard of them though. Uh, yeah, they were like um, it was like a band that did like metal versions of uh, you know all like Mega Drive games. Um, oh, but, cool! Yes, I'm pretty sure they made like a Mega Drive guitar. Um, I think I found it here. Yeah, let's check this out. Uh, this video is from 2010, so yeah, a bit, a bit blurry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can see the guy oh, here, he's got like literally like a Mega Drive console with like a guitar neck coming out. <laughs> this, this is exactly what I was thinking. But, yeah. uh, but this is a bit different because it's just a guitar. It's not like any MIDI anything. Yeah, so what I'm thinking is exactly this, but the sound that comes out would be the, the actual MIDI sound. Yeah, yeah, so you just wi wire it up the right way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just looks so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, this, this is so cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little, a little off topic from from our show, but like we should definitely, <laughs> you know, we should definitely this do is, this for, this our, is not for our group. Off, this is not off topic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is... Yeah, but either way, it looks cool. So do we have some details of like price and stuff? Oh, yeah. So it's it's $99.99 US. That's, so, not, uh, that's not bad, is it? Um, and then I'm assuming the shipping would be a, kind of expensive. Um. 
But uh, yeah, it's not not too bad, I guess. I mean, I mean, it's kind of expensive for for like a cartridge for a SNES cartridge. But yeah, seeing, but I mean, like, seeing as how it's so functional, you know, mm-hmm. it it could be a really cool thing to. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's not a game, buy. right? It's like um, you think like what's the average price of a guitar pedal is about a hundred dollars, right? Yeah, that's true. Right? So. Yeah, I'd say that the sound's about in line, doesn't it? And considering it's like it's kind of a custom like one-time print as well, his yeah. production costs won't be as low as someone like you know like Boss, you know, who make like tons of pedals all the time. Um, so yeah, I got I got to respect him keeping the price fairly low. Um, I feel like he could charge two hundred and it would still sell well because <laughs> it's so cool, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I respect him doing that. Um, so I don't know where the, I, I I don't know where exactly the guy's from, but he sounds American. Um, yeah, I um, think so. But he's obviously yeah. like an engineer or something because it sounds like he's developed this himself. Um, yeah, and, um, so yeah, there's there's also software. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of an extra thing. It comes with software, and uh, you can actually download people's uh, samples, like their instruments. Because oh, you can okay. you can design the sound of the instrument, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like a synthesizer, so like it's like a patch, you know. So you could download the patches that other users make and like use them yourself. Yeah, so yeah. There's, so there should be like an online community of people who like are sharing like songs they made and like different instrument sounds they could get. Yeah, from the Super yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, it looked quite so, deep. Uh, um, I mean, we just had the video playing, but you know, he said there was controls. Um, for like um, echo and you get delay, you can do like vibrato. Um, you can use like mod wheel support as well. So like it looks like really super easy to use. Like it's just kind of plug and play almost. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd imagine that like, um, you know, most of those kind of the configuration files for like synth instruments can be like ripped from cartridges as well. So I'd imagine there's already probably a bank of them online, right? If you want to get like, you know, that kind of horn sound from like Legend of Zelda or something. You, yeah. can just da- you can just download the MIDI configuration file or whatever format that is, maybe upload it. So, yeah, pretty pretty pumped for that. Uh, I think in the videos, like he said that he's going to run the pre-orders for three months. So it's going for quite a while. But I guess because he's only doing one batch, then he wants to give people enough time to get an order in. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'm going to go for one of those. But I, yeah, just, need to buy, I just need to buy a SNES now. <laughs> yeah, let's pick them up and, and make some music with that. You know. Yeah, cool. All yeah, right, well, um, we've got some more music-related news coming up next. Actually, um, a fun another little limited edition release as well. Uh, this one is for uh, Taiko no Tatsujin, which is uh, everybody's favorite Japanese rhythm game. Oh, we were playing this the other day, weren't we? We, we popped into a game center. Uh, in Ikebukuro, yeah. had a little game like Tatsujin, <laughs> Tatsujin. <laughs> yeah. uh, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, it's pretty popular in, in arcades. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the story is, um, so yeah, ex- ex- uh, you have to forgive the uh, the janky uh, English here. We've translated it from Japanese just to give you guys a hand here. So they used to have these things called uh, maibachi. Um, bachi are the sticks you use to play taiko. So they're basically just drumsticks, but they're called bachi in Japanese. And my bachi were like, um, you know, premium kind of special edition bachi that you could buy. So um, I've got the Switch version of Taiko no Tatsujin, and it just comes with like plastic. They're almost like sausages, like little plastic sausages, you know. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah. they're fine, but they're very, very cheap. Um, but obviously when you play a real Taiko drum, you would use like wooden sticks, just like you play the drums, right? Um, so these are like premium wooden drum Taiko sticks. Um but they're kind of embossed with the uh, Taiko no Tatsujin logo. They've got like re- kind of really nice leather straps. Um, and the series is called My Bad Cheap. But apparently they released them back in 2016. 
Um, they were quite limited. And now they're doing like a reissue. They're making some more. Um, so that sounds pretty cool. Um, so you can see them in the in the picture here. Um, and this is actually to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Taiko no Tatsujin. So it's you know 20 years old now series. Um, it hasn't really changed all, all those years. It's remained pretty much the same, but it's a great game all the same. Um, and they're also saying that, um, I don't know if you know the uh, the place in Yokohama, Rome. It's called a World Porters. It's like a department store. Uh, down in Yokohama, but they're going to be having like a special, like um, like a drum drumstick trial event, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, okay. so um, all these like all these like arcade pros can go down and like test the sticks out and stuff. Um, oh man, that's going to be on the twenty fourth um, and twenty fifth. Uh, that, that would be fun. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a fun event event to attend. You know, go check out the. Uh... <laughs> yeah, some of these pros, you know, you go into the arcades and you just see them, just like furious man like going at it and like have nothing but admiration for these people um so uh yeah we move on to uh this is the official website for my batchy um so it says yeah we're debuting like three three types or three types will be available uh so yeah the red uh these are called uh mijikaku torimurashi yasui so this means like easy to control um they're made of beech wood and they're gonna be 35 centimeters long so apparently they're easier to control because they're shorter I don't know how long the ones in the arcade are, but I think they're these ones. I think these are the more general ones. Don't quote me on that because I'm not a pro. <laughs> uh, the next ones are Nagakute uh, Te Hanpatsu. So these are like low recoil. So Hanpatsu is like recoil. Um, and then the other version, the yellow ones, are, are Nagakute Ko Hanpatsu, which is like high recoil. And I believe the difference here is that the low recoil are made of maple and the high, the high recoil are made of beech. So I guess maple's more... A lot less bouncy, and uh, yeah, beach is more more bouncy. But they're also longer; they're thirty eight centimeters. Yeah, so it seems it seems they've got like kind of three styles for different types of players. And I could imagine that there's a lot of like bachi or like uh, taiko like pros, in, especially in Japan. So I can imagine like these are going to be kind of highly sought after item. Um, but the coolest thing I thought about this story um, and these items in particular is they're going to be actually be handcrafted by like Japanese artisans. All across the country. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Which is pretty dope. So you can see some pictures here. Um, so if we click on this uh, button here, it shows you like how, how these are made. So um, it just says here, like, you know, the, the corners are cut and, you know, the uh, the wood is inspected. And then here it's drilled um, and kind of rounded into a stick, basically, like a dowel, dowel wood or something like that. Um, and then here, this basically means like the, uh, the, the shape is like tapered, um, the pole. So the, the top is thinned and the bottom is kept wider. Um, then uh, the the logo for the game is kind of like burnt. Like, like I don't, I don't know what the word is in English. It's like embossed into the wood, but like with heat, right? So it's kind of like branded. Um, then here it says uh, from both sides, um, holes are drilled. So this will be for the strap. Uh, then it says the tip is filed off, you know, and made into a nice point. Uh, I particularly like this, this bit here, the guy, he's measuring it for like precision. So it says like the, uh, the quality of the goods is, is confirmed and inspected. Um, uh, then the grip tape is added. So, you know, again, that's perfect, like precision, like measured and like wrapped around the handle. Uh, and then the battery, the, the battery strap, sorry, um, is like put through the hole um and then yeah and then it's just packed up in the box and, and ready to sell but um 
just so much detail, so much care going into these, these sticks. <laughs> oh yeah, worth it's worth the you know that sixty dollars. That's you know that's put in the soul is put into those sticks, right? Like that's just, it. Yeah, yeah. Not just factory made. You know, they're handcrafted. Yeah, really, so, really like a lot of time and effort put into them. And I mean, for anyone that's ever made handcrafted something before, you know, that's definitely worth like that much time of a craft person is definitely worth more than sixty dollars. Overall, yeah, uh, pretty, looks pretty cool. So not not a huge story, um, but just a cool item that I thought was uh, worth showing off. And just personally, uh, I'm quite a big fan of the game series in general. So um, anyway, yeah, cool. Uh, some cool Tyco sticks coming up. That's it, man. Uh, yes. I, so, I guess um, that brings us to our last bit of news. This yes, is kind it of does. Just a small, small bit of news. But um, there is a new game for the Japanese N- Nintendo Switch online service. Mm. Uh, Kotoba no Puzzle, which is word puzzle. Mm-hmm. Right? So, uh, yeah, let's see. This appears to be like just a kind of like uh, Scrabble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, do you know Scrabble? Yeah, it basically uh, is, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Japanese uh, Scrabble with a hiragana, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, so, and I think you said you're going to be uh, you're going to be streaming this one later, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, actually, the stream will happen before this episode goes live. So maybe I should say that if you want to see what happened on the stream, uh, <laughs> go back, go come to Japan, uh, come to Kantan Gamer uh, channel if you're listening on the audio version, um, and it will be the most recent live stream probably. Um, and yeah, you'll you'll be joining me, Ryan, or. Yeah, I think so. I think I'll uh, I'll hang out for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. So it's uh yeah, it's going to be taking uh, advantage of you know a switch online. Um, and it's on a trial for this week. It's only available in Japan because it's only available in Japanese. Um, and you have to have a Japanese Nintendo Online Switch account to play it. You can't use. Uh, I tried earlier with my English one, my uh, UK one didn't, didn't work. Um, but um. Yeah, it looks fun. Um, and I think these kind of puzzle games can be quite good, like online games to switch, right? Because they're quite casual, but kind of like, um, what was that game that really blew up in the, on the Western kind of like social media? I think it was called Words with Friends. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and it I, was I like kind of built that. into Facebook and that kind of thing that really blew up, right? Um, mm-hmm. And you think about the simplicity of something like Tetris 99, right? I mean, it's fucking Tetris. It's like been around for decades, but that really blew up. So um, I'm quite looking forward to this. Um but yeah, the trial is only for this week. So then you'll have to, if you want to get the game, you'd have to buy it and then you can play it online. But I think it's only around two and a half thousand yen. So it's not too bad, around $25. I guess it just depends how much you love Scrabble, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so actually this is a trailer um, for the game that was released uh, in like 2019, December 2019. So I actually realize it looks like the game already came out for the Switch, but it's being re-released with like an online functionality. Oh, okay. So that's kind of interesting. Um, But one unique thing, I kind of booted the game up already just to quickly check it out and see what you could do. But one of the themes of this game or something that makes it unique is like you see like the shape of the board is always like different. So like the boards are like weird shapes and then that kind of restricts what you can spell out, you know, with the letters. Um, So I guess that's a little bit different to Scrabble, you know, where it's just like a a giant square. But it looks looks quite tricky. So basically you have like the, the Hiragana characters and then you put them together and then, um, yeah, you just kind of spell out words. And then obviously the longer the word, the more points you get. 
yeah, it's gonna be a real vocabulary test for us, man. Mm -hmm. We got. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So although, it... although, like most Japanese words are only like four, like four characters long. Yeah, like you know the, I mean? the, the beauty of this is that like almost any combination of hiragana will spell a word, <laughs> so you can basically just guess. <laughs> yeah, but <that's... laughs> but the hard part is knowing the long words, right? Because if you can't get that, then you'll just be getting like two or three, like uh, character letters, and you probably get like a really low score. Um, oh, okay, I see. But it looks cool, yeah. Uh, I like the name. It's also like, yeah, if anyone doesn't know, emoji is like a character in Japanese. And uh, pitan is like to fit perfectly. So it's just like, you know, perfectly matching um, characters, basically. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and encore. I don't know. It's just encore in English. But I guess maybe it's like a, a sequel to an original game or something like that. Um, but I like, the, I like the word pitan. It's got a good sound to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, like pitari, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pitari is like just right, just perfect. Exactly, similar. yeah, very same, very very similar, yeah. So um yeah, I think Pitan is more like um like matching. It's got more of that nuance to it. Yeah, so that that's about it really, um, for that game. So um yeah, uh, there'll be a stream live uh kind of uh live <laughs> in a couple of hours, but uh when you listen to this it'll be on the channel already. So yeah, come over and check it out. But that's pretty much all our news for this week. So uh, let's get into some new releases. So what's up first for today? Yes, yeah, so actually, uh, there didn't seem like there was a lot of new stuff coming out this week. I was kind of looking. Um, but we've got three games here. The first one um, is kind of interesting. It's actually uh, like the uh, Nihongo Ban, like Japanese version of a game that's already out in the West. Um, so it was called uh, Bikes and Knights. Um, never heard of the game, actually. <laughs> it's got a kind of a very interesting kind of like... Um, child's book like child's illustration book kind of style um but in japanese it's called susume jidensha naitsu so just like susume is like advance so i guess it could like charge or something like knights and uh jidensha knights like bike knights um oh nice this looks like a night in the woods do you know yes. that game Yes, that's the game I wanted to reference, but I couldn't remember what it was called. Yeah, it, yeah. It might be the same developer, yeah. I'm not actually sure, but it, it wouldn't surprise me considering how similar it is. Yeah, it's cool. I played at night in the woods. It, it was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, a bit slow paced, but... Yeah, yeah, I think they had that on uh, Xbox Game Pass for a little while, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, I was checking that out for a while. Um, but yeah, this looks cool. So it's kind of like, a, you know, a bunch of kids like... You know, biking across their like um, you know like neighborhood and going on a little venture looking for like treasure and stuff um, but I like these kind yeah. of it, you know it looks like kind of like I guess not really but it, it gives me like a costume quest vibes as well did you ever play that game? no I, I don't know that one that was really fun. That was made by Double Take um, Studios and uh, it's basically you play as a bunch of kids and it's like a Halloween and you'll dress up in costumes and just do kind of like goofy stuff. That's more like 3D style, but the, just the general vibe of the gameplay looks kind of like that. But yeah, this looks really nice. Um, like I said, it's already out in the West, but um, yeah, the, the Japanese version will be coming out uh, soon on the 21st. So that'll be on Wednesday of this week. Cool. All right. So uh, yeah, what's up after that? Uh, next up, uh, this is, I believe this is a remake, um, of, uh, The World Ends With You. 
So oh, let's okay. check this out here. So I think it, in English it's called Neo. Neo, the world ends with you. Um, but in Japanese it's called uh, like Shin. Uh, well, actually, I forgot what the name of the game was. Uh, Shin Subrash, Subrashi Ki Kono Sekai. Um, but Shin just meaning new, so like it's the new version of the game. Um, but I think this was one that was announced maybe in the April Nintendo Direct. Because this, this was originally a Switch, uh, sorry, a 3DS exclusive. Oh, yeah. So yeah, now it's being... And I heard this is pretty pretty good one too. Yeah, yeah, it it looks pretty good. Yeah, um, it's made by Square Enix, so um, you know they're always um, reliable when it comes to RPGs. I I always get this confused with um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Oh you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, although I think they're they're kind of different games. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, something about the Shibuya in this like comic book sort of style. Yeah, you yeah, know, uh, <laughs> sort of, sort of similar. Yeah, but, I know uh, what you mean. Yeah, I I heard this has really good music. Yeah, I mean the the the, the music in the trailer is pretty cool. I know I know you can't hear it right now, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like it's like funky like rock rap kind of uh, stuff. But yeah, here we go another Shibuya scene. You can never get enough of a video game Shibuya. <laughs> yeah, where where are all the people? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But they got, I mean, Modi there, the, the Ichibaru Ichibaru, like the real names of the shops and stuff. So I wonder like who they have to pay to like get the license or like because it's like a storefront and it's like public, then unless the company complains, they can just use it or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's in- interesting. Like sometimes I see on like old like uh, Gran Turismo games and stuff like that. There's like all these brands, you know, mm. all over everything. I've heard that makes it really hard to like games like 10 or 15 years down the line yeah like, yeah yeah if, if the game is full of all of this like branded stuff it, it becomes really hard legally to like bring it to true yeah. i guess um, i could just replace the trailers right i guess like back in the day it was either like sports games or um like racing games are kind of quite a notorious for that right with the billboards you know or like like when you play like a uh, fifa and the uh the stands like they had like the barriers all the way around the pitch are always like have the sponsors I guess they're just like displaying a texture, right? So they could just replace it with like a fake, a fake brand or something, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know what the rules surrounding that are. But yeah, this looks like a cool one. I, I've always wanted to actually check out the original. Um, but yeah, just DS. You kind of, I kind of fell out of favor with the DS as I got a bit older. Um, so I didn't check out a lot of the exclusives. But you know, I want to play this in Japanese. And as always with these remakes, you know, the, the text is very sharp now. So I hate playing these old games with like bad, like low res text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really hard to read the the kanji. Yeah, yeah, sounds uh, so, so stupid. But you know, if you if you read Japanese, you, you'll understand. Um, yeah, so that's the the world ends with you. The um, kind of remake re release. So it looks pretty cool. Yeah. So our final game for this week um, is uh, Sengoku Koihime Otome Kenran Sengoku uh, Emaki. <laughs> <laughs> which is a fucking oh, right. mouthful. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Sengoku is just Sengoku, period. That's a quite a famous word a lot of people know. Uh, usually like the Musou games, you know, like Dynasty Warriors, uh, take place in Sengoku, period. Koihime is like lover, princess, um, which is, again, just ridiculous. <laughs> and you'll see some of the character designs are quite questionable in a minute. 
Um, <laughs> you've got otome, which is like, again, like a young girl. Um, it's a very old-fashioned word for a girl. And uh, kenran means something like glamorous or like gorgeous, fantastic. So like, or like fabulous, sorry. Um, so like fabulous girl. And then like, again, sengoku emaki. Uh, emaki is like a scroll, like a picture scroll. So like, uh, I, I don't know. It's just like fabulous woman, uh, lover, princess, Sengoku battle scroll. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I don't know how the hell you translate this into English. Um, but it just looks ridiculous. But actually, the trailer, there's no gameplay. But this this scene, like, what is this character? What is this? Like... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. What, what is she wearing? Right. <laughs> I don't know. But th this must be Koi, Koi Hime. This must be Lover Princess. Um, oh, okay. Obviously ready for battle, you know, some very defensive armor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. it looks like, yeah, it's set, you know, set in Sengoku period, but like all the all the bat, like the girls, all the, the, the fighters are girls, right? They're all little girls with like crazy hair and they're impossibly strong killing these giant demons. And they're all wearing very inappropriate battle clothes. So, I don't know. Wow. Make of this what you will, um, but basically, I just wanted to watch it because it just looks ridiculous, and the name is just absurd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like it, like it's an anime, like, like. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine this is like the opening video because they they do that a lot, you know, for these Japanese games. They'll use the opening cutscene as like a trailer, but it just doesn't oh, tell yeah. you what the game is about at all. Yeah, like Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses has a really big animated mm. uh, cutscene in the opening. Uh, but but yeah, that's about it. So, don't uh, waste too much time on this. It looks ridiculous, and uh, that's about it. So I, I doubt yeah. this is a game that'll probably never get a Western release. So um, you guys at home don't really need to worry too much about it. Yeah, it's just sometimes we like to take a look at the uh... just these absolutely <laughs> wacky games. I mean, that's wacky what we're all stuff. about, right? We are we are the Japan Games Cast. So uh, let's move on to our uh, Japanese words of the week. Yeah, so, uh, I'll go first. My word is. Fuin sareta. So a fuin is a seal, like mm. to be sealed or sealed up, right? Uh, so I see this a lot in uh, fantasy video games where things are sealed by evil magic, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, sareta is like to be sealed, right? Mm -hmm. So fuin sareta, it's like it is sealed. Um, so I believe in Skyward Sword, uh, you drop down from the clouds in the very beginning and you are in the Fuinochi, which is the the sealed ground, mm. because that's the place where the the main bad guy was like sealed under the under the ground, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so um, just just for reference, uh, chi just means just means ground. This this kanji here. Yes. So this is also a really common one um, mm. that you'll see a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, one that appears in um, in Zelda quite a lot. Is Daichi because they always refer to the the Hyrule field as Daichi. Um, so hopefully you guys know this one by that big, big, and then Chi field. So um, big I think field. like in Ocarina of Time and Breath of the Wild, those are the only two Zelda games I've played in Japanese so far. Oh, sorry, as well as Skyward Sword, but uh, there's not really a big field in that, so I don't think they use that word. But um, in both of those games, it does use that that to refer to Hyrule field. Yeah, the the land, right? Mm. The the great land uh 
but yeah so yeah Fuin, uh i also saw this in um near replicants oh okay uh yeah um i can't remember the context right now but i i think something is is being sealed <laughs> as well <laughs> everything's being sealed all the time everything's being sealed by magic right yeah probably in dragon so, uh, quest as well I, I didn't play through that but i imagine you might have seen that somewhere in dragon yeah, quest yeah I, I think so pretty much anything that's uh fantasy has something sealed yeah. right could be a door or um, yeah maybe someone's soul is sealed in some kind of yeah so he says evil he realm says like uh easier letter it's a wax seal but also like by magic, it can mean that as well. So uh, it kind of, mm -hmm. it's quite similar to the English word, which is quite easy to remember. Yeah, cool. So nice. uh, how about you? What's your word for the week? Uh, my word for the week is tataku, which means to strike or to hit. And I just thought it was more relevant uh, referring to a taiku no tatsujin. So uh, my sentence here is uh, migite de taiku wo tataite. So like it's a kind of an instruction, just like uh, I don't know if it's phrased exactly like this in the game because I just kind of made this sentence up. But you know when you look, when you go into the tutorial of the game, it might say something like this. So migite uh, is like your right hand, and then de just means like by way of. So migite de is like by your right hand, or it doesn't physically always mean your right hand. It just means like using the right side. So you know if you've got the stick, then. Don't don't punch the taiko. <laughs> you just use a stick. But uh, with your right hand, uh, taiko wo. So you know, at the taiko, to tight day, like strike, strike the taiko with your right hand or the, whatever's in your right hand. Um, so this is the kanji for anyone's warning uh, for taiko, the drum. Uh, ko literally means drum, and uh, tai or tai means fat, so it's a fat drum. Um, and this kanji here, this is quite an easy one to remember because it's just kind of like two squares. Um, tataku. And it means to strike, to clap, to knock. Um, but yeah, anything um, rhythmic that you play with sticks is tataku. So uh, if you think about like a xylophone, a drum kit, taiko, uh, any, anything basically. Or, you know, if you hit someone over the head with a stick, that's also tataku. A pi piñata, tataku. <laughs> like those kind of things, uh, those kind of actions are tataku. Yeah, really good one for uh, rhythm game um, players out there. Because it just get, it gets used a lot, um, and I, I guess um, obviously migite meaning right hand um, on this game you usually use. Um, sorry, I'm writing left hand. Uh, you'd also use your left hand, so which is a hidari te, so hidari meaning left. So um, those, I guess, those three words are quite useful to know if you're going to tackle that game in Japanese. Nice, yeah. So uh, we'll be using that once we buy these sticks, right? Yeah, uh, that's it. Like in a yeah, yeah my, my bachi yeah they sound uh pretty cool yeah <laughs> so yeah thanks for listening uh this week guys that brings us to the end of this week's episode uh, i had some interesting stories as always um so make sure you subscribe to whatever platform you're listening to us on uh if you're watching on youtube and make sure you subscribe to the channel uh thank you ryan for joining me as always yeah thanks for having me <laughs> and uh, if you want to keep up to date with myself, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Kantan uh, underscore Japan. So thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you again next week.